0: and welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Supply Chain Podcast. This episode's part of our mini series where we've been talking to some of our customers about the concept of engaging a lead logistics partner and how that can help maintain operational excellence and drive continuous improvement within an organization's supply chain. With that in mind, my colleagues in the lead logistic partner team in Europe are, as we speak, holding a customer workshop in Valencia and as part of that, I'm lucky enough to be able to speak to one of our fabulous customers on the podcast today. Now this one's particularly exciting for me because today's customer is from one of my favorite brands. I'm delighted to be joined by Nick Hawkins, who's the Amia senior director of Supply chain operations at the Lego group. Nick, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. thanks thanks for the introduction.
0: Not' Happy at all. You're excited. Uh, Oh, I'm, listen, I'm the biggest Lego fan there is. So apologies if I fan girl. Um, we're just going to kick off by a few questions about you and your role. Um, tell us sure. a bit about you, Nick. How did you end up at the Lego group and how did you end up um, in a supply chain role?
1: Yeah, so if I talk um, firstly about my role, I'm uh, responsible for the, the distribution of Lego uh, products within the Europe, Middle East and Africa region. So that's both to our B2B third party customers, but also um, for our own branded online channel, uh, lego.com. So um, I'm responsible for the, let's call it, the physical logistics, um, right. a bit, a bit like a, yeah. A bit like Santa Claus, if you like, uh, delivering, delivering the <laughs> sets out. From, from the workshop. So um, that's my job. Um, how I ended up at the LEGO Group, um, it's been a long journey actually. Um, I, I st- I, I'm from the UK, although I, I left the UK 18 years ago to go and live in, in Central Eastern Europe. Um, and previously to the LEGO Group, I worked for, for the Heineken uh, company for uh, almost over well, just over a decade and um, doing various roles in supply chain in in Hungary in Austria uh, Czech Republic and also um at that time uh in in the Russian Federation so um yeah I've traveled around a bit um done a bit of everything um how did that you know like most people in logistics you and planning and supply chain you often fall into it um, by accident so yeah, yeah just being be, you know. yeah but yeah You know, it's it's interesting stuff. Um, I've already had always had a curiosity for different businesses, different business models, different um, different parts of the world, different cultures. So when I had the opportunity to join uh, the Lego Group, it it wasn't uh, a difficult choice.
0: Obson's choice between Heineken and Lego. You are ticking my list of great brands to work for, Nick. Let's get into the the lead logistics partner type conversation. So since 2021, the Lego Group and DHL Supply Chain have worked together. Um, We're your lead logistics partner in the EMEA region. Can you start by explaining a bit around what was behind your appointing a lead logistics partner and and what shape does it currently take?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So if we step back, perhaps to the beginning of the story, which was not long after I joined the business, um, we we've not really focused on logistics and transportation as a business, of course we're, you know, (laughs) the the Lego group. So, you know, it's not, it's not top of mind and we've had a a very successful way of operating in terms of transportation for, for a number of years, Mm. um, but with the The levels of growth that we'd seen in the past decade, Um, also as time had passed, some of these systems were falling out of support. Uh, um, It it was really becoming more and more critical that we did something in terms of our transportation model and our our transportation solution. So then of course you say, well, do we do something ourselves? Do do we do this in house? um or do we look for a partner solution um distribution isn't let's say like like a lot of businesses like ourselves isn't a core competence so we were looking for expertise um and then once you go down that track um we did look at um a number of potential partners um which on the face of things, offered similar solutions, um, which was you know a, a facilitated service using certain tools and systems, um, and through that process, which was was led as well with our procurement team, we we came to uh, awarding the business to to DHL LLP, um, working out of the Istanbul operation office.
0: Right. So so what shape does it currently take, Nick, I, accepting that you, you maybe started by thinking about your transportation and then perhaps seeing some opportunities beyond that, perhaps when, I mean, I'm assuming when you start to talk to partners, you see that it isn't or it doesn't need to be quite as product siloed as, as you might think.
1: Yeah, I think, first of all, the scope was around transportation management yeah as the core um, the yeah and, and uh, what we've added on to that as we've gone through the journey is interactions with our customers so in terms of booking in and additional services so coordinating booking slots etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, also in terms of i think the other big area would be the value added services so value creation um there's been a number of projects and initiatives um you know as diverse as you know looking at alternative palette types and palette pools and lots of stuff like this so i think at the moment that's the scope we we are at the moment just operating on the on the the emir which is principally a european um footprint um we're one of the yeah along with with the america's one of the the larger Regions within the Lego Group, um, mm-hmm. relatively, I think, as well, complex from a logistics perspective for us because we have the legacy of, 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 of quite diversified markets. So a lot of a lot of stores, a lot of independent stores, toy specialists in Europe. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's about where we're at.
0: And, and how are you measuring success of? Um, of what you've implemented of that lead logistic partner model?
1: Yeah well, like, like any project, I think there's a there's the tangible and, and the intangible. So in terms of tangible, of course we're looking at the uh, principally the financial benefits, um, which are relatively simple to to track and we are seeing those, I think also the service elements um, as well. And I think the intangibles is more around feedback and and from my internal stakeholders. So just to explain that we are um, a central function in, in the Lego Group for logistics in in, in Europe Middle East Africa,
0: right. and
1: but our but our commercial businesses are let's call it more more localized. national or you localised, right. yeah. yes. So um but they're all utilizing the same the same service the same operation so very much it's also the feedback from those commercial units who in the end it's us delivering the goods to to their customers um and and the feedback that we're getting so we had a very successful um time a year ago so of course we're very seasonal we're a very seasonal Mm -hmm. business we do a lot of our business in quarter four and i'm not even quarter four november december um, and we had some very very positive feedback last year, which was the first year that we'd or the first high season that we'd run with with the l l p model so everyone was very very happy. I think the flexibility was great the visibility transparency um also right. the follow up if there were issues was was fantastic
0: yeah and and we we hear that a lot from customers it is around cost visibility. Um, availability, transparency, and and you're absolutely right. Those things aren't always the the tangible and and, and easy to measure. Um, One of the LEGO Group mottos is only the best is good enough. Uh, And that's a sentiment that we definitely agree with at DHL Supply Chain. Can you speak a bit about how the LLP structure enables you to make sure your supply chain is always operating at its best and continuously improving?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I don't know. I've, I've had some time to think about that one. Um, I think really what you're bringing to us is um, l- leading expertise in in logistics. Um, so whether that's from the team themselves and their their skill set and their mindset, let let's mm. say, but also the systems. So I think. Where we really really benefit is with you know by having shared platforms, but also you innovating and investing in, if you like those best in class solutions, we can leverage those in a way that we would never hope to be able to do if we we tried to do it ourselves. So um, I think those are the the, the main areas where, where you can. Really I mean, help
0: it us. makes perfect sense you shouldn't expect the lego group to be experts in logistics it's not as we've said it's not your core competence so it makes perfect sense to um to get experts in to do what they're expert at um we touched a bit yeah. a minute ago nick on on the fact that your function is is central but there are other functions within your business that are perhaps a bit more local now accepting that the lego group is a lo- a global company that brings its own opportunities and challenges what would you say are the main benefits of that global footprint and and what is proving the most challenging about operating across borders? Yeah,
1: I mean maybe to explain a little bit how we're set up, um, we operate a you know we're, we're a, the Lego group, we are a single branded product We, we only have the the Lego brand. Um, so that's extremely important to us, um, that we manage that and, and govern that that uh, well. Um, we offer um, a global portfolio. So you will generally find exactly the same great Lego sets all over the world. Um, and I think part of that then, of course, feeds into how we can do this efficiently at, and at scale. Um, ideally, we, we try to source and supply most things regionally. So we're not... Um, unlike maybe some of our competitors bringing everything in on a global basis deep sea perhaps right uh, we are we are producing so for example in Europe, the vast majority of the sets that you will buy in a toy store in Europe will be certainly packaged and, and most probably produced in 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 Europe. Um, right. they won't be okay. coming in from so I think that's that's part of our broader operating model where, we feel being more regionally sourced it gives us more a better opportunity to be more responsive to changes in demand and and changes in taste if you like because certain SKUs run well in certain regions certain SKUs don't um, and being regionally sourced you, you're on a shorter response time and you can you can react to the the market need better so um, yeah I mean globally there are things that we run globally of course. During COVID, we've we've had to leverage that that capability, and that again helps when you've got a global portfolio that you can. We we had a we have a factory, a large factory in, in Mexico that was closed down during COVID, so we've had to support the Mexican and um, the Americas business um, out of the other region, so that that's that helps. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, of course, all of these global flows have been disrupted, um, but I think thanks to our operating model, um, we're less exposed than others. Um, There are still challenges, of course, with raw materials. We have also electronics in some of our sets. So yeah, these things I think uh, are similar challenges uh, also for other customers.
0: And do you find that that lead logistics model helps you mitigate those risks?
1: Um, To some extent, yes. Um, I mean where we've where it's helped us a lot in europe is is really around the responsiveness and the flexibility so yeah where we've needed to accelerate our growth um we've been able to to meet demand uh, in terms of, of shipments et cetera et etc um and also kind of scaling the solutions we're also um at the moment investing as a business in in a second distribution centre within the European Union, um, and the LLP team will also coordinate all of the logistics activities from that new site. So also as a kind of a a foundation for future expansion, um, the LLP was really a a good choice.
0: Well, best, best practice almost that you can transport somewhere else and plug in.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Sure. And, and and i'm guessing that you know having that having that regional footprint where you know you try to keep things as local as possible for, for market conditions that's clearly helping the sustainability agenda as well um does lead logistics play a role in in your sustainability agenda at the lego group
1: yes yeah it does i mean obviously we're we're a purpose led business we're very much around developing uh you know the builders of tomorrow um supporting children so i think the planet and and kind of how we leave the planet is 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 resonates very strongly within the organisation um so how tangibly that helps of course we've got fantastic insights data insights on on our emissions yeah um but more than that the, the value creation team and the also, from a procurement angle, are able to offer us opportunities to reduce emissions or to to plug in um, greener alternatives. So, uh, to be very give a specific example, two weeks ago we we started piloting the use of intermodal and rail within right. Europe. That's something we hadn't done before, and that was all facilitated by the LLP control tower. You know, we we kind of said, well, look, can we we need to do something here. Yeah. or something so and the guys came up uh, with some options and um, we made that happen very very quickly so that's the kind of capability the agility that we we've got from that team and and from the systems that you know are, are built to be flexible um there's been and a bit Sometimes
0: help. it's that visibility isn't it that, that some you know you just would not think um about some of the solutions that are available to you when when you're able to see them that that visibility really does unlock value that maybe 10 years ago w- was just not possible
1: yeah def- i mean definitely and i think it's only going to be in greater demand as we go forward i mean we've we we tried like most businesses and we do report our uh, emissions annually it is, mm. it is becoming an enor- an enormous activity um you can imagine within logistics how many hundreds of thousands of pieces of data there are to do that accurately. And I think what we've got with the LLP is a solution where we can, as we evolve solutions where there are EV, there isn't, you know, intermodal, there are other alternatives, you know, alternative fuel perhaps, we have a way and a system that can cope with all of those permutations and, and and help us understand where we are and where we're going. So perhaps not immediate today because, uh, you know, the industry is still maturing and the technology is still maturing. But certainly right. in the future, uh, we feel that we have the capability to to plug a lot of those things in relatively stress-free.
0: So. Yeah, too right. And and does that, um, I mean, just for my own interest actually, Nick, does that tend to come, is that something that you go to your sustainability team with or do they come to you saying, look, you've got to help us with this target? How do sustainable solutions evolve in the Lego group? Yeah, well, it's a,
1: it's a good question. Uh, and I think the answer would be it's still very much evolving. Um, yeah. You know, it's an enormous, like all of us, it's an enormous scope it's it's your full value chain um yeah i think that we're we're having a um, a multi-pronged approach so we're taking some things within the operations and, and looking for very practical solutions we're also working with our partners because of a lot a lot of our stuff is in in scope three and we are looking for help from our partners like yourselves and others yeah. um to partner on those those solutions it, it it is evolving um it's very much front of mind there's a lot of energy and excitement actually in in trying to make things happen but i think also there's a reality dawning that you know just putting it on a powerpoint or pledging something actually this, Not enough, this is, is it? a, well it's 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 a difficult it's too journey, easy. though. thing yeah it really um, is. And it, and, it, you know, some of this I was fortunate enough to be on a on a on a conference around more around the, the technology and transportation. You just realize there are massive steps being taken. But then to scale this stuff, you know, and then to make it commercially viable. Th- these are big steps. And so I think everyone's very, very much committed. There are things happening. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. Um, but but it doesn't happen overnight. And there isn't uh, yeah, something you can just so pick up and make yourself uh, no, exactly. And I think um but I think it's important that we keep this as a positive journey. I think it's important we keep partnering with companies like DHL. Uh we've had yeah. some some really good successes. I mentioned the intermodal. We were also in the the Czech Republic um one of the first sites in in Central Eastern Europe to to use one of the electric trucks for, for for the Lego operations. So um very much open to that. Um and yeah we definitely need to step together with yourselves and, and also with the the manufacturers of of the equipment.
0: Yeah and I think that's where where you know big industry partners come together and with um agendas like sustainability, that's where that the sea change comes, we're bigger than the sum of the parts when we work together with a, um, you know, a single goal in mind. Um, so finally, Nick, let's look forward. What does the? Here's the big question. I'm not asking you what the big product's going to be for Christmas. Don't worry. Um, what does oh, the future <laughs> hold for the Lego Group? <laughs> I can tell you what's on my list, but that's for another time. What does the future hold for the Lego Group? And um, how are you and your supply chains holding the key to supporting that?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as, as I mentioned earlier, we are a purpose-led um, company to inspire the builders of, of the future of tomorrow. Um, we really do believe that the, the the Lego product and the Lego system is a development aid and it, it does help children's development. You you learn an enormous, I mean, even at my, my age, you're amazed what you can learn through, through a play experience. Um, So yes, very much we are looking to grow and looking to share that with with children around the world. Um, In terms of supply chain, we have already some quite exciting things happening. So we will have um, new operations, new factories uh, opening in in Asia Pacific, in Vietnam, a new one in in the US uh, on on the East Coast. Um, and, as I mentioned, also, in terms of distribution, we will be having a new distribution footprint around the world. So I think it's the future is kind of happening now for us. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think uh, obviously, there's a lot lot to lift there, a lot of change, um and and probably, yeah, encountering challenges that we haven't done for for a number of years. But um, yeah, for us very much. I think the future is, is happening now uh, in terms of our expansion and our, our growth ambition.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me today, Nick. Um, I know that you need to get back to your customer workshop, so I won't keep you any longer. But it has been an absolute delight to spend a bit of time with you. And uh, thank you for sharing the Lego Group story, explaining how your partnership, DHL Supply Chain, is flourishing. And thank you, listeners, for being know. with us today. Um, To hear other parts of our LLP mini-series and all our other episodes we've produced so far, please subscribe, leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think. Until next time, bye for now.